Let's go into back to the Gnostic material. And last time we, we, we may well complete the uh, Kendrick Grobel translation interlinear version of the Gospel of Truth, which also could be called Valentinian Meditation on the Gospel. Um, last time we ended on Grobel page 190, the section called The Place. And this uh, is nearly the end of the document. After that is uh, epilogue, and it's completed. Uh, basically, in these last few sections, we're being given uh, multiple um, analogies for the, the process of becoming a Gnostic and the work of Yeshua on earth uh, coming from the Heavenly Father or speaking for the Heavenly Father representing the Logos or as a personal Logos uh, for those who are seeking to move out of darkness or come to awakening and all sorts of different ways of speaking about this seeking and returning uh, as an anointing or finding one's name or moving out of drunkenness, moving back to the Logos, um, the use of will, and then finding one's name. So the last section uh, before the new material uh, was Grobel um, 180, 180, the name. And I just want to run through it quickly before we go to the new material, Grobel page 180, the name, section 2, or the second, uh, second pass through the discussion of Gnosis as finding one's name, as being called, similar to what was discussed before, um, Yeshua uh, being nailed to the tree, to the wood, as establishing a New Testamentary disposition or a New Testament, the new book of the living. Uh, and that's what Christianity um, was originally, um, a community of those who've gone from death to life in a very, um, in, in a body, mind, spirit, not simply in um, following dogma. You know, they talk about, I found Jesus and uh, I've been reborn. People talk about um, fundamentalist Christianity or the, the being reborn as um, finding a new life. Uh, this was, you know, 2,000 years ago or, or 1,800 years ago when this text uh, appeared, perhaps. Uh, it was within a very deeply mystical uh, context of multiple religions and sects and, and temples uh, and prayer and ritual uh, throughout the whole Middle East and that whole part of the world. And there was a lot of spiritual practice going on. So uh, the, these there, there was a certain um, deep mystical mysticality um, and esoterica lived by uh, those who were becoming Gnostics at that time, uh, much different than today's New Age reading of Gnosticism, which is usually quite shallow, actually, and, and very much 
focuses on the demiurge and the archons without the heavenly father and Yeshua, you know, have many people talking about the Gnostic, Gnostic material today, talk about heavenly father. No, they talk about archons and demiurge only. Hmm. Why? I wonder. So, uh, but at that time, uh, mysticism was alive and well. So anyway, global page 180, the name too, very quickly, he in the beginning, it was, he meaning the father, who gave name to him who came out of him, meaning creatures coming out of the father, that one being himself, meaning the father, and whom he begat as a son. So we're talking about going from the heavenly father to the logos, the, the logos and Yeshua as son, as soter, as savior. He gave to him his name, which belonged to him, it is to him that all things arising from him belong, i.e. to the Father. And so, to him belongs the name, to him belongs the Son, but the idea is that, that the emanation of uh, the second principle out of the first could be called the name of its source. So the Son is the name of the Father, or the Logos is the name of intelligent infinity. Going on, the latter, meaning the Son, who took the name, the latter can be seen, but the name is invisible, for it alone is the mystery of the invisible one which comes to ears that are full of him through it. <laughs> so, it, although source is invisible, it can be heard. It's vibratory. It could be sensed by the ears or the mind's ear, the divine ear. Indeed, the Father's name is not spoken, but is revealed by a son. How great, then, is the name! But who was able to pronounce name for him, for the Father, that great name, except him, the Father, alone, him to whom the name belongs, and the sons of the name? Interesting phrase, the sons of the name. Meaning those who um, find their own name through the, the agency of Yeshua and, and the teachings, even. Them in whom the name of the Father has rested, <clears throat> and they likewise have rested in his name. And, and so name is word, and word is logos, and uh, becoming a Gnostic is also resting in the logos, or making union with higher self, which is a sub-sub-logos, <clears throat> as Ra said. And so this is, um, you know, very, very critical. And in Buddhism, there's the term Nama Rupa, which means name and form. Nama, name, Rupa, form. And the... the um, the basis of samsara is nama rupa, the establishing of name uh, with the appearance of form, bodies and consciousness. Name is consciousness, and so, sen you know, uh, contracted uh, universal sentience or non-dual awareness uh, contracts to name, to nama, to personal mind and the five skandhas and consciousness and samskara. So. The personal mind is a contraction of unbound universal awareness. The naming is the contractive process, which is a creational process, so creation as naming, and returning to source as finding your true name as uh, on the way back to the source of name, <laughs> the source of consciousness, the awareness or universal sentience that is the basis of personal mind consciousness, or uh, you know the naming function in mind, which is samskara too. Naming very much so. Since the father is one who never had become, 
it is he alone who begat for him him who begat him for himself as a name before he had created the eons the aeons the powers <clears throat> in order that upon their head meaning upon the aeons head should be the father's name in the capacity of the lord uh, viz meaning i.e. he who is the name um, indeed which by his command stands firm with complete power so the idea is that before there were aeons or powers of the octave the aeons or the power are the powers of the pleroma the pleroma could be seen as the octave or the divine realm you can say that the pleroma was before the octave you can say the pleroma is the higher dimension invisible reality of the octave which is far greater than 3d of course 3d physical space-time is a <laughs> just a, a tiny <clears throat> a tiny frame in in a vast um, landscape of the octave um, is the pleroma before the octave is the pleroma the way that the logos structured light to become the octave or is it the higher dimensions of the octave? These are un unclear to me. But you can certainly say that, that the powers that, est that establish an octave, the ways of light processing, light intelligent energy, the ways that light structure into seven, you know, or it's by the aeons that, the, that, that intelligent energy structures into a septonate, seven dimensions, seven rays. Right? Seven rays give birth to seven dimensions, or seven chakras for the individual with seven energy bodies. That sevenfold structure is the result of uh, aeonic uh, establishment. The aeons of the Logos establish the ways by which uh, intelligent energy structure self-structures into a septonate, or a sevenfold, or an octave. How about that? Okay. But... Um, you can also say that higher dimensional laws are associated with aeons too. And um, you know anybody who leaves the octave becomes an becomes an aeon. One can say also, like Nityananda or Gautama, becomes a force of of the logos. Yes, indeed. But before he had created the aeons, he creates for himself a name, and so we can say that the logos precedes the aeons. That's okay. So the heavenly Father creates. The Logos, or the Heavenly Father, uh, self-modifies and becomes a Logos, or Logoi, right? Before these, there are three levels, right? Galactic, Solar, and Higher Self. These are the three levels of Logos. And so, the, uh, the, 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 trinity, the trinity of the Logos, the, the Logo, Logoic Trinity, Galactic, Solar, and Higher Self, um are the name of the Heavenly Father or Intelligent Infinity. And um, the Heavenly Father or Intelligent Infinity, the One Infinite Creator, um, modifies or, or generates light, third principle, which comes out as the Trinitarian or the Trinity of the Logoi, the three Logoi, Galactic, Solar, and Higher Self. Then, in the fashioning of an octave, um, the Solar, the Galactic and the Solar, which is really one being, or modification the solar is really not much different than the galactic uh, structures light according to aeonic geometry the aeons are the geometric mathematical structuring of intelligent energy that that establishes octaves i would say and then higher self participates in that so yeah 
the the logoi or the names the name was achieved before specific aeons that that structured octaves. In order upon their head shall be the father's name. So you see, I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm linking um, Valentinian cosmology or um, cosmic ontology uh, with the raw material. Uh, I think I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Valentinus knew all this and a whole lot more. So, <laughs> how many Christian preachers and priests and you know guys in the head of some congregation know anything about this? I guess some do, but very few. And this is because they, they don't seek deeply. Anyway, for the concept, quote, name, this is Global 184, for the concept name does not belong to the class of words, nor his name to that of appellations, but it is an invisible thing. He alone gave name to him, he meaning father, he alone seeing it, the name, uh, he alone being able to give him name. Uh, so we're just, you know, this is just riffing on the, the word name and the meaning of name. Grobel 186, <clears throat> For he who does not become has no name, for what name should be given to him who does not become? And so, I'm going to go to the new material, but we see that, that naming or finding one's name is uh, both a central process by which uh, <clears throat> the one infinite uh, emanated creation and by which the seeker returns to source or uh, on the path of return recapitulates um, by internal development the process by which name and form was established out of the infinite. So the path of return, just like Heraclitus said, the, the you know the path the, the the path forward is the way back, or the the that which the upward downward path is one. And so the the devolutionary path or the path of manifestation from infinity to form um, is the same path that seekers follow becoming a Gnostic on the way back to the source of, of creation. So then we have the new section, The Place, Global page 190. And some of this is a little unclear, and there are many notes, which I won't go into, Global's footnotes. Uh, this is all um, in terms of <clears throat> uh, the, the seeker returning to their true place, and uh, how that was uh, established by Heavenly Father or the One Infinite Creator uh, as part of the dispensation of what Yeshua brought to earth and, and the door he opened for humanity. So, global page 190, the place. He will speak in behalf of the place out of which each one's came, and he, uh, although it's not clear if it's the Father here, and he, maybe Yeshua, will hasten, or the seeker. So we've got three. We've got the Father, we've got Yeshua as a, a Logos, Sutter, and we've got the seeker. These are three different he's that could be in play. He will speak in behalf of the place out of which each one's came. In fact, maybe the, the person translating the text or inscribing it is talking about what the text is about to say. And he will hasten to cause a return back into the portion where each received his establishment to take him away from that place in which he was standing, 
when he gets a taste of that place and takes nourishment and growth therefrom. Uh, and his own place of repose or rest is the pleroma. Therefore, all the 5H, <laughs> what is that, all the 5th? All the 5th from the Father are pleromata, and all the roots of all his 5th are in him, the Father, who caused them all to grow forth from him, or grow forth in him. He gave them their constitution. So again, we're talking about returning and what the Father, the, the Father's establishment of the way of return and the place. So they were manifested, each one, in order that by their own thought, dot, 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 <laughs> for the place to which they had, for the place to which they direct their thoughts, that place is their root, which brings them upward in all the heights to the Father. Theirs is his head, which becomes a repose for them, and they are enclasped as they approach him, meaning grasped, so that they say that they have partaken of his face by means of the embraces. But they do not stand revealed in such a manner as not to have arisen above themselves, nor do they lack the glory of the Father, nor did they think of him as small, nor that he is bitter or wrathful, but that he is guileless, imperturbable, and a sweetness, knowing all mayat before they were, and not having need to be taught. This is the way of those who have something from on high through the immeasurable greatness of the Father, as they stretch after the One Father, alone and perfect, who is there for them. And they are not wont to go down to amente, which is a Greek word for hell, or the abode of the dead. They are not wont to go down to amente, and they have neither envy, nor groaning, nor is there death in them, but they rest in him who rests, not toiling, nor writhing round, the, round about the truth. But they are themselves the truth. And the Father is in them, and they are in the Father, they being complete, being indivisible in the truly good one, lacking nothing at all, but taking rest, being fresh by the Spirit. And they will heed their root, they will be at leisure, they in whom he, the Father, will find his root, and do not harm, and not do harm to his soul. This is the place of the blessed, this is their place. So we're talking about where the Gnostic goes, or how the Gnostic uh, becomes, how it's a place established by Heavenly Father and the Logos as the path of return. And so, causing a return to the portion, or to what each received his establishment, uh, to ta be taken away from where one is, and to no longer go down to death. So there's the contrast between the, the materialist hylic and the intellectual or, or mentalist psychic versus the pneumatic, the pneumaticoi, uh, the Gnostic, the seeker of uh, return to the Father, return to source, return to, you know, what is your source? Who are you? Who you are is your source. Identity is source. True identity uh, critical, essential identity is source. 
and that's um, consubstantiation actually in Christianity like is the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost are they three, are they one it's one in three forms uh, consubstantial meaning the same substance same essence and this is where we get to Arianism and Arius and um, the idea that, that one essence can appear in a trinity but um, in many ways um, the the Gnostic or the psychicoi the seeker, not the psychicoi, the pneumaticoi um, comes back to where, to the place from which he's emerged, just like uh, the path of return to source and so he's taken away from a place where he's standing, he gets a taste of the place where he's going or where he belongs and, and gets nourishment and growth from uh, his from his true place. What is one's true place? What is your true place? Where is your true home? Is it body? Is it this world? Is it your thinking? Is it some idea? Is it some set of thinking? Set of thoughts? You know, some circulation of thought form in mind? Of course not. Is it your uh, thought form based uh, personal uh, thought identity? The, the limited identity fashioned by thought? Is that your true place? Where is your true place? What is your true name? What is your true, what is the true, your true identity? These are the questions being, being asked and this is what seekers need to determine. You know, who are you? Um, like Ramana Maharshi said, aham vichara, self-inquiry. So, know thyself um, is the, you know, the famous uh, hermetic or the famous uh, uh, guidance of the path. And so, his own place of repose is the Pleroma, Global 192, page 192. And so, um, our own, you know, in a way, no one rests until they're out of the octave. <laughs> the Pleroma, if we say, that may be um, the divine realm that gave birth to the octave. In many ways, to look at Pleroma, we can say the Pleroma is higher dimensional life form rupaloka arupaloka sure <clears throat> we can also say that that aeonic powers live in the pleroma before the octaves um in a certain sense one is not out of illusion until one leaves the octave that's true all of seven dimensions is samsara burning and um birth and death yes so anyway um the roots are from the father uh, who caused everything to grow um, everything is manifest so that by our own thought we can return to uh, pleroma or to to source. So, <clears throat> where where the Gnostic or the pneumaticoid direct their thoughts, that place is their root. Where do you direct your thought? Right. Ross said something in a recent session or seventy five session seventy five. Um, beings should follow their deepest path or their their uh, deepest way. Let me see if I can find this for us. In the raw material reading, we're in session 75. Ross said, each entity must seek its deepest path. 75.15. Seek your deepest path. Uh, I thought there was only one path. Well, there are uh, degrees of um, intensity of seeking 
there is a spectrum of uh, sincerity or a spectrum of uh, focused uh, focus in seeking of focus seeking and so uh, finding one's deepest path is directing that directing thoughts our thoughts towards uh, the place of our root the the root where our source is as a place as where we may direct our thought as an intensity and focus of seeking or a deep in, a deeper path in the moment you know cutting away bullshit <laughs> throwing away the inessential focused on the es- essential which may be you know, uh, having a good time and taking it easy, right? It doesn't mean being a hard ass or a strict um, square, um, but um, it's a certain focus of intention and attention and um, deliberateness, deliberation. What I'm doing is important, or I only want to do that which is important. I don't want to do what is unimportant. But what it may be important, I mean... You know, watching uh, Naked Gun two and a half may be important, yeah, but but not watching it for twelve hours a day every day, this kind of thing. So um, there's is his head. So you know, you see, the path of return, returning to source, is becoming source. We, be, you know, becoming what we are is becoming source, or realizing that our nature is source. That's why it's called self-realization. So they've partaken of his face. They, the Gnostic, the psychic, the high, <laughs> the pneumaticoi, the the seeker, <clears throat> um, doesn't stand revealed in a way to not have risen above themselves. It's all unclear. Some of the text, but there, there certainly is um, approaching source um, and approaching the the true place of rest. Um, and those they didn't think of the father as small, there's a lot of adoration here, nor that he's bitter or wrathful. And so some sense that the Old Testament God is not the Heavenly Father. Darn right. He's not, the, the Heavenly Father is sweet. Guileless, meaning uh, not tricky, very straight. Uh, imperturbable. Um... That, that is also a, a condition associated with development of, of mind-body-spirit, is imperturbability, non-triggerability, non-exploitability, not being fooled, and not being foolish. <laughs> not being foolish, uh, as we all may be. Um, moving out of foolishness leads to being um, no longer fooled by others, by liars. And sweetness, and so a lot of praise to the Father, um, a lot of appreciation for the path. Uh, this is the way, Global 196, this is the way of those who have something from on high. So you see, uh, having, uh, the, the, uh, appreciating spiritual path, life as path, is also appreciating self. Ross said, self is a being of infinite worth. Self is a being of infinite worth. And so, likewise, um, Seeking equals some basic faith in self-worth, which is infinite. That doesn't mean my personality. It doesn't mean this body. It doesn't even mean this, this condition of mind. It means the source of this mind, the source of mind, body, spirit. Source is a being of infinite worth. 
Source is being of infinite worth. Being is of infinite worth, and we share one being. And so, uh, those who stay in the lowlands of uh, material ambition, social ambition, sensual pleasure only, the hylakoi and the uh, psychikoi, um, don't appreciate themselves. Yes, indeed. If you don't rise above the diaphragm, second ray stays blocked. If you don't appreciate um, love and virtue and goodness, fourth ray, uh, second ray is not well, meaning sense of self is diminished in the lowlands. So this is the way of those who have something from on high through the immeasurable greatness as they stretch after the one alone and perfect who is there for them. God is there for you. God loves you. God loves everyone. Do you love you? Do you love yourself and love everyone? And they are not want to go down to Amente. Note 620 literally means the West. <laughs> Uh-oh. The Western civilization is Amente, or the West is Amente. Amente from the West is Egyptian name for the abode of the dead. So Western civilization as the abode of the dead. Mm. Let's hope that they can resurrect uh, in Coptic is written um, is the Coptic substitution for the term Hades or Sheol Sheol may be Greek or Hebrew so they're not want to go down to the Amente not to go down to Hades or the underworld or the world of the dead in the same way that um, Sotapanna doesn't um, doesn't uh, risk rebirth in the three lower realms of animal hungry ghost and and uh, hell beings uh, doesn't suffer the the states of woe the three paths of woe uh, anymore after a certain awakening uh, they neither have envy nor groaning nor is death in them nor is there death in them they're finished with death so that's second rebirth but that's not a Christian property of course it's a property of <laughs> activation of uh, four five six course it's not owned by any religion the seven chakras are not a religious affair the seven chakras are <laughs> logoic uh that's design for the the structuring of light <laughs> the seven rays body body spirit body mind spirit complex is not a religious affair it's a universal uh, manifestation of light and consciousness or sentience uh, which anyone from any tradition or none may work and develop uh, returning to source, obviously. So, uh, people with small minds um, are harming themselves. Let us try to grow understanding. No envy, no groaning, there's no death in them, but they rest in him who rests. They're not toiling, they're not writhing about, writhing round about the truth. <laughs> It's very interesting. It's like coiling snakes and wrapped cloths, um, not writhing around, not writhing round about the truth. With a capital T, and so Grobel notes, note six twenty three. It's only approximate. The verb is used especially of coiling snakes and wrapped cloths, perhaps literally twisted, entangled, and contorted. Right, the the thicket of views, the writhing in views. Gautama said. 
meaning uh, people are not writhing around when they find truth or they find the king of heaven within or they move to gnosis or they love the one. Uh, at any rate, Grobel goes on, some uncomfortable posture or activity figuratively parallel with toiling and signifying the vain search for truth now ended. And um, he notes that perhaps Irenaeus, Christian father anti-Gnostic, in some other document, perhaps Irenaeus is once more turning a Valentinian phrase back against its originators when he says that they, quote, keep circling about those things which are below. So to call the Gnostics looking for those things that are below is a real reversal. So liars reverse, you know, aping positivity, the way of liars and negative entities, generally, um, you know, accuses uh, enemies of doing what the accuser is himself doing. And so <laughs> the Gnostics who are saying uh, that those who are stuck in materiality or those who are... Um, following a tribal demiurge god um, are staying below and they themselves the gnostic the seeker of love light or source heavenly father um, is no longer circling around truth but has found realization the kingdom of heaven within uh, to say that the gnostics are going down when they say that the, <laughs> the the religionists against them were going down is a very funny reversal so uh, but you see, um, you got to choose your teachers and teachings well. Uh, everybody says, every teacher teaching says, uh, this is the way. Um, each one has to find out what is the way. And um, that's a very personal and intimate matter. But certainly God, Gautama spoke against um, the thicket of views and the tangle of views. Uh, and here the Gnostic Valentinian is really saying that those who are those who have found are no longer writhing around writhing round about the truth but they are themselves the truth and the father is in them and they are in the father and this is you know also return to higher self they being complete being indivisible in the truly good one lacking nothing at all but taking rest being fresh or freshened by the spirit numa and so, um, sounds pretty beautiful to me. They will heed their root, meaning their cause, their, their, their source. They will be at leisure. They in whom he will find his root. The father finds his root in, in those that have found them, their own root, you know, returning. They will be at leisure. They in whom he, the father, will find his, the father's root and not do harm to his soul. This is the place of the blessed, this is their place. And so, don't harm your soul. <laughs> don't harm your soul. Yes, soul can be harmed um, by um, various forms of aggression um, directed inward and outward. Aggression harms soul, even on the negative path. But the negative path is a, is a different case. But it's very rare. There really are, it's it's really there really are very few souls in in the octave or in the creation or in this the galaxy. It seems that ought to be on the negative path, meaning they're negatively oriented at the base of their beingness. Roth seemed to say ten percent. Um, 
Orion being their numbers one tenth of ours, being that ten percent of three D harvests go negative or three D planets or souls leaving third density in the galaxy uh, going to 4D negative is 10% of the total leaving third density. So lots of people who go uh, hard on the left path um, get themselves into trouble. Anyway, the final section here is epilogue, uh, global page 198. May the rest of men understand, therefore in their places that it beseems me not, having been in the place of rest, to say any more. But it is there that I shall be, and be there to devote myself all the time to the Father of the totality, and to the true brothers, upon whom pour the love of the Father, and in whose midst there is no lack of him, the Father. These are they who stand revealed, Indeed, as being in the true and eternal life, and speaking of the light that is perfect and full of the Father's seed, and is in his heart and in the pleroma, while his spirit rejoices within him, and glorifies him, the Father, in whom he came to be, for he, the Father, is good. And his children are complete and worthy of his name, for it is children of this sort that the Father himself desires. And that's the conclusion. So there were a lot of um, textual uncertainties in the last section. Uh, this is uh, the seeker, the Gnostic, uh, returning to the Father. Uh, the author of the text basically summer, making a summary and saying that um, it's his hope that the rest of the people uh, understand, those outside the community of the Gnostics, also understand uh, in their places or wherever they are that uh, we're coming to the end here <laughs> and um, you, you've been taught enough and now it's your turn to um, make your decisions. It beseems me not, me meaning the author. So the author speaks in the first person. It beseems me not, having been in the place of rest, to say any more. It's enough. This is it. Uh, you got your teacher, you got the teaching, and you can do what you like with it. But it is there that I shall be uh, where. It's not said where. It's there that I shall be and be there to devote myself all the time to the Father of the totality, uh, and to the true brothers, upon whom pour the love of the Father, meaning the, the love of uh, the One, um, is felt by all who love and seek the One. And if you don't seek the One, you don't know the love of the One. God loves you. Yeah, uh, the, the Logos loves all. The Logos is love-light light love, or light whose nature is love. God is love, yeah. The Logos, the Logoic nature of light, the Logoic expression that is light, has its nature in love, of course. But that's not really known, except for anybody who, who seeks their source. Seek your source. Seek your source. <laughs> that's, that's the path, seeking source. Seeking um, the fullest development of what we are 
which is the return to source. Seeking the fullest development of what we are is to seek the liberation from all falsity and all bondage to that which is uh, unreal or illusory or insignificant or insubstantial or unhelpful or unskillful. Release from the false, embrace of the true, um, freedom from all illusory and suffering-based patterns and tendencies and views and ways. Um, This is seeking the love from which we emerged, seeking the source whose nature is love or the source of light whose nature is love by love, (laughs) by uh, open heart. What is love? Open heart, pure receptivity, pure receptivity, seeking what is seeking to fully know what is, which includes what we are, or what all is, the source of all, how all came to be from its source, and only that one shall know love, actually. Only the one who seeks source can can feel joy, the joy of, of boundless love, actually. And that's uh, 467, we can say. So, um... I shall be there to devote myself all the time to the Father of the totality and to the true brothers, meaning the seekers, upon whom pour onto them pours the love of the Father, and in, in whose midst or within this community, the Sangha, the true Sangha of the seekers, globally, it's invisible, you know. It's not Christian, it's not a religious based community, it's the community of adepts and those who seek to join and uh, go beyond. There is no lack of him. These are they who stand revealed. And so there's the the apocalypse of gnosis, the apocalypse of true identity, the revealing of awakening, the revealing of what we are, which is source. (laughs) You know, find yourself and you'll find your source. And that's uh, done by love wisdom, right? The primacy of wisdom based in love which means non-control, non-manipulation, seeking to see what is and live in what is. Um, That's the way. (laughs) And none come to the Father but through the Son means none go back to infinity except through love-wisdom balance or love-wisdom that realizes unity and one and then goes beyond unity to find the source. They stand revealed as being in the true and eternal life Speaking of the light, right, life and light, the nature of light is love, or the nature of intelligent energy uh, is the love, the logoic love, or the love of the Father that gave birth to light, and that is life. So life gave birth to light whose nature is love, we can say. Speaking of the light that is perfect and full of the Father's seed, um, or power, uh, meaning the the nature of what we call life or vibration is power, right? First principle, the law of free will. But really, the law, uh, the, the first principle of, of, of will, freedom will, free will, um, unbound, boundless will. That is the Father's seed, we can say, that gave birth to life, which manifests as uh, light whose nature is love and is in his heart and in the pleroma 
while his spirit, Numa, rejoices within him and glorifies him. This is, is again, the, the Gnostic and the Gnostic community standing revealed, being in the true and eternal life or seeking, speaking of the light. And that's what we're doing here, speaking of the light that is perfect and full of the Father's seed, right? The, the infinite power that gave birth to all. For it is in his heart, again, we can say the Gnostic and the community, in his heart and in the pleroma, while the spirit, while his spirit rejoices, which could be higher self or soul, rejoices within him and glorifies him, the Father or the Source, in whom he came to be, not just from whom, you say, glorifying him in whom he came to be. So we come to be, uh, our seeking occurs within um, the body <laughs> of the one infinite creator. And um, as we develop, this is glorification. So all service is service to the one, service to other, service to self is service to the one. All activity could be seen as service to uh, the one. And but but more specifically, a positive path, um, which increases by love, wisdom, which really increases gratif- gratitude and appreciation and. Uh, giving thanks and appreciating the all-sacred more and more. That is a glorifying him or source in whom we come to be, in whom we um, develop and find ourselves and find our name and find our place. For he is good, the Father, or all. And his children are complete and worthy of his name, for it is children of this sort that the Father himself desires. And so we're back to the, and that's the conclusion. And so we're back to the, the uh, metaphor of uh, little children uh, as the mind of the true Gnostic, the true Gnostic as a little child. <laughs> How about that? And um, there is some doctrine. I'm not sure where, I forgot where it was. Maybe it was Heraclitus even, who said something like, the wise man will not hesitate to ask for guidance from, uh, you know, a seven-day infant. Something like this. It was either Nityananda or Heraclitus. And um, this is super esoteric, and Nityananda had said that children of a certain age, maybe under a year, still have um, prana fully in susumna, meaning there's no leakage of prana or energy. Heraclitus, thank you. If you can find that fragment, that would be something. Um, Nichinanda had also said, so Heraclitus, you see, these guys, they know a lot more than we think they know. We think, oh, how quaint these old fellows. They um, are generally adepts and written veiled. And then there's some what they wrote that gets all contorted by history and deceptive scribes. But... Um, Nichinanda had said something like that, that the child under a year, or of a certain number of months even, still has prana fully in Sushumna, and he, this is, um, you know, in many ways akin to um, the fully enlightened uh, avatar or guardian eighth density being that um, has, you know, is free from all the... Um, the, is free from the con, you know the illusion of limits or the concept of light, is um, is in in the source of light, 
is in the life that gave birth to light and without any distortion whatsoever having left the octave. So that is akin to Heraclitus, I think, saying that the, the wise man doesn't hesitate to ask a child of seven days for wisdom, which really means to seek to return to that pranic condition uh, or condition of con condition, pranic condition that gives birth or is associated with um, complete fusion in the one, in source, having not yet left source, source consciousness or non-dual consciousness, awareness, unbound awareness, right? Prana, energy, fully in Sushumna, in the central channel, up the back, uh, Hindu yoga, is a pre-differentiated state, or pre-dispersion, pre-dispersed state. Prana has not yet dispersed from the central channel to the nadis throughout the body. So, this is uh, akin to the logoic state, having being pre-transmission before the emanation of light uh, is prana in sushumna, not having yet dispersed through the nadis of the body and the chakras, the whole system. I mean, the seven chakras are uh, intact, obviously, but the there hasn't been a dispersion of prana from the central channel to the the complex web network of nadis and energy channels, very much like the logos um, in its place, in its true place, um, being prior to the dispersal, its dispersion into light, or the seven dimensions of octaves. Anyway, that's super esoteric. So, again, the Gnostic, uh, I'll read just the last two sentences, because they're very beautiful, and um, it shows how this was such a holy document. <clears throat> As to the, the brothers, let me read this, I'll just read it through the epilogue again, and then we'll close. Epilogue, global page 198. May the rest of men understand, therefore, in their places, that it beseems me not, having been in the place of rest, to say any more. But it is there that I shall be, and be there to devote myself all the time to the Father of the totality, and to the true brothers, upon whom pour the love of the Father, and in whose midst there is no lack of him. These are they who stand revealed, indeed as being in the true and eternal life, and speaking of the light that is perfect and full of the Father's seed, and is in his heart and in the pleroma, while his spirit rejoices within him and glorifies him in whom he came to be, for he is good. And his children are complete and worthy of his name, for it is children of this sort that the Father himself desires. Now, Grobel indicated, and it may be so, that... Um, the author is actually speaking of a higher dimensional position that um, having been in the place of rest it's not his job to say any more but it is there in the place of rest that he shall be in in the greater uh, world the Gnostics true place being um, what uh, fourth density sixth density uh, the, the the ashram of the upper astral plane, right? There are upper astral plane, uh, what, 3.6? 
uh, ashrams and adepts and fully enlightened masters and teachers. Maybe that's where the, the Gnostic teacher is speaking from and devotes himself full time uh, to the work of spiritual evolution, help those that are seeking, to those uh, who have much, much shall be given, to those who seek strongly, uh, the most support is given. Uh, and these are the true brothers or the true seekers, and upon whom them, those that seek source, found themselves um, bathed and offered in the love of the one. So if you want, you know, you, God loves you, yeah. But if you want to really live that and enjoy that, uh, you have to seek love yourself, meaning seek to share love or no love alone and with others, meaning um, love yourself and love all, which really means understand what is love. If you don't know that, then you haven't taken the first step. So take the first step. But if you want to feel the real benefit of God loves you, <laughs> which is true, um, be a lover of God. Be a lover of all. And so there is no lack of Him. There is no lack of love light for those who seek love light. Uh, they, These are they who stand revealed. So there's the, the revelation of boundless love light for those who are seeking love light or those who are seeking truth and those who keep seeking beyond the physical, emotional, mental, and social. Beyond the physical, emotional, mental, and social. Indeed, as being in the true and eternal life, um, living outside the veil or realizing the veil is illusory too. Yes, the veil is illusory too. It's an apparent veil not a real veil, actually, because there is uh, no <clears throat> hard wall between the lower and the higher, between the lower triad and the upper four. Speaking of the light that is perfect and full of the Father's seed or power in his heart for the Gnostic, uh, for the community, for the ones that are seeking, whether they're of any religion or none, in their heart and in the pleroma, in the realm, spirit rejoices within him. There is the rejoicing of, of we on the path, rejoicing finding truth, rejoicing appreciating reality, appreciating divine plan, appreciating the essence of self, which really is the essence of, of creation, the kingdom of heaven within. So, this is not arrogant. <laughs> this is very humble, actually, and it's um, it's awe awe inspiring. It's not a matter of me. It's a matter of this. So, uh, his spirit rejoices within him and glorifies him in whom he came to be. For he is good. The Father is good. The creation is good. All right, and his children, by this revelation and uh, Gnostic. Uh, development, the realization of Gnosis, or all that Gnosis is, and by that his children are complete and worthy of his name for it is children of this sort that the Father himself desires. Uh, the Logos desires its manifestation to return home, like the prodigal son. It desires itself to remember itself. And so 
that's it. Now, this concludes the reading uh, and commentary on Kendrick Grobel's very fine, detailed, scholarly, excellent, and helpful translation of the Gospel of Truth or the Valentinian Meditation on the Gospel from Valentinus, it seems. And um, we'll see where we go next, but I hope, <clears throat> excuse me, I hope this has been helpful. Um, certainly my own appreciation of Valentinus and the early Gnostics and their spiritual maturity is clear to me, uh, clearer, and um, I, I have a lot of gratitude for the Gnostics and Valentinus as a master. And I appreciate Mr. Kendrick Grobel very much, very much, for bringing this forward and making it available. Uh, I hope you who are interested in, in the heart teaching of the Gnostics can realize um, this value. And um, I appreciate this opportunity to speak it. So, please take good care of yourselves. See you next time, and good night.